0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. What is Islam? By Jamal Zaraboso, part 3. The belief that Allah must be the only object of worship. It is of extreme importance to realize that recognizing the facts about the existence of only one Creator and Sustainer is not all there is when it comes to the Islamic concept of belief in God. It is of extreme importance to realize that recognizing the facts about the existence of only one Creator and Sustainer is not all there is when it comes to the islamic concept of belief in god actually recognizing that fact is something that should be beyond the question and should be clear to all as again it is something in it in human souls the far more important the far more important and subtle issue is what is what one than does concerning one's belief in only one Creator and Sustainer. Actually, once one understands and accepts the attributes and qualities of Allah, as discussed in the previous section, the relationship that one should have with the Creator and Sustainer becomes clear. In other words, the conclusion should flow from the unquestionable, premise perhaps a couple of examples will make this point clearer as noted above as noted above in reality allah is the only perfect and great being in existence he is the source of all goodness and help as he alone has power over all things he is active in his creation and he has not left it to run its own course without his ever existing acts of creating and recreating. Furthermore, Allah is perfect and great far above all human comprehension and imagination. In general, what is a person's attitude toward that which they find to be perfect, great, and marvelous? It is usually one of all respect and honor. Furthermore, Furthermore, can one treat any other being as equal or even be held in comparison with the Creator? On this point, Allah says, Do they attribute as partners to Allah those who created nothing but they themselves are created? Chapter 7, verse 191 Allah also says, Can the one who creates And the one who cannot create be equal? Don't you learn the lesson? Chapter 16, verse 17 In addition, though, Allah is the source of all of one's bounties and blessings. Indeed, He is the source of one's life and everything that has been prepared in this creation for Him. Thus, Allah says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, if you count the blessings of Allah, Never will you be able to count them. Chapter 14 verse 34 Can humans actually bring about these bounties for themselves without the aid and help of Allah? Allah gives another example when He says, Say to the disbelievers, Tell me if Allah took away your hearing and your sight and sealed up your hearts. Who is there? A God other than Allah who could restore them to you. See how variously we explain the lessons, yet they turn aside. Quran chapter six verse forty six Even the most precious of life's commodities rainwater still cannot be produced unless Allah creates the clouds with the appropriate characteristics to produce rain. In a beautiful passage in the Quran, Allah reminds the humans of this important bounty as well as many others when he says, Say, O Muhammad, praise and thanks be to Allah and peace be on his slaves whom he has chosen for his message. Is Allah better or all that you ascribe as partners to him? Is not he better than your gods he who created the heavens and the earth and sends down for you water rain from the sky whereby we cause whereby we cause to grow wonderful gardens full of beauty and delight it's not in your ability to cause the growth of their trees is there any god with allah nay but they are a people who ascribe equals to him. Is not he he better than your gods, he who has made the earth as a fixed abode and has placed rivers in its midst and has placed firm mountains therein and has set a barrier between the two seas of salt and sweet water? Is there any God with Allah? Nay, but most of them know not. Is not he better than your gods who responds to the distressed one when he calls him, and who removes the evil and makes you inheritors of the earth, generations after generations? Is there any God with Allah? Little is that you remember. Is not he better than your false gods, he who guides you in the darkness of the land and the sea? And who sends the winds as heralds of glad tidings going before his mercy? Is there any God with Allah? High exalted be Allah above all that they associate as partners to him. Is not he better than your so-called gods? He who originates creation and shall thereafter repeat it. And who provides for you from heaven and earth? Is there any God with Allah? Say, bring forth your proofs if you are truthful. Quran chapter 27 verses 59 to 64 Is it logically admissible for one then to hold an attitude of disrespect, neglect and arrogance towards the one and only God? Indeed, can the attitude toward that one great and marvelous being who bestowed such bounties be anything but humility, humbleness, gratefulness, love and devotion? These two examples of Allah's solitary power and ability and of Allah's solitary bestowing of bounties should be sufficient to demonstrate the point that Allah alone has the right to be loved, honored and worshipped. This is a point that Allah makes numerous times in the Quran in various ways, speaking to those who recognize that there could be only one creator, and yet at the same time they ignore him and worship false gods and false objects of worship. Thus, for example, Allah says, say to the polytheist, O Muhammad, whose is the earth and whosoever is therein? If you know, they will say it is Allah's. Say then to them, Will you not then receive admonition? Chapter 23 verses 84 and 85. Again Allah says, Say to the polytheist, O Muhammad, In whose hand is the sovereignty of everything, And he protects all, While against whom there is no protector, If you know, They will say, all that is Allah's say, then to them, how then are you deceived and turn away from the truth? Quran chapter 23, verses 88 and 89. In fact, it is Allah alone who can offer guidance. The false objects of worship cannot do this in the, late, in the least. The false objects of worship cannot do this in the least. Thus, Allah says, Say, is there of your so-called partners one that guides to the truth? Say, it is Allah who guides to the truth. Is then he who gives guidance to the truth more worthy to be followed? Or he who finds not guidance himself unless he is guided? Then, what is the matter with you? How judge you? And most of them follow nothing but conjecture. Certainly conjecture can be of no avail against the truth. Surely Allah is all aware of what you do. Quran chapter 10 verse 35 and 36 From the above and from numerous other arguments and proofs scattered throughout the Quran, one should conclude that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah. Consequently, if there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah, it is rational for the individual to insist upon himself that he worships no one other than Allah. This is actually the key message of all of Islam, and the message that all of the prophets preached. This is what is captured, this is what is captured in the first part of the Islamic testimony of faith. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah. At this point though, it is important to clarify the meaning of this term, worship, from an Islamic perspective. The word translated as worship here is the Quranic and Arabic term, ibadah. This term has very different connotations from the English word, worship. (coughs) The Oxford English Dictionary defines worship as to honor or revere as a supernatural being or power, or as a holy thing, to regard or approach with veneration, with veneration, to adore with appropriate acts, rites, or ceremonies. The lexical root of the word in English means to honour, and thus it can be further defined in English as uh, the performance of devotional acts in honour of a deity. But as Bilal Philip notes, However, in the language of the final revelation, Arabic worship is called ibadah, which is derived from the noun abd, meaning a slave. A slave is one who is expected to do whatever his master wills. Consequently, worship according to the final revelation means obedient submission to the will of God. This was the essence of the message of all the prophets sent by God to humankind. For example, this understanding of worship was, was emphatically expressed by Prophet Jesus in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter seven verse twenty one None of those who call me Lord will enter the kingdom of God, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Thus, this aspect of monotheism, the belief in Allah as the only object of worship, goes well beyond, <coughs> goes well beyond the concept of worship as understood by, by many in the West in particular. This aspect of monotheism has been defined by uh, al Sadi in the following terms, is to know and recognize with knowledge and certainty that Allah is the only God, and the only one truly deserving of worship. It is also to verify that uh, the attributes of Godhood and its meaning are not found in any of Allah's creatures. No one is then deserving of worship except Allah. If the person recognizes that and recognizes it correctly, he will reserve all of his external and internal acts of servitude and worship for Allah alone. He will fulfill the external acts of Islam, such as prayer, fasting, striving for his sake, ordering good and eradicating evil, being dutiful to parents, keeping the ties of kinship, uh, fulfilling the rights of Allah and the rights of his creatures. He will not have any goal in life other than pleasing his Lord and attaining his rewards. In his affairs, he will be following the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him his beliefs will be whatever is proven in the Quran and Sunnah his deeds and actions will be what Allah and his messenger legislated his character and manners will be in imitation of his prophet in his guidance behavior and all of his affairs this aspect of islamic monotheism comprises both the feelings in the heart as well as the deeds of the physical body The feelings in the heart include putting all of one's trust and reliance in Him, in Allah alone, having utmost fear of Him alone, having utmost hope in Him alone, having contentment with Him as Allah and Creator and so forth. In fact, there are two aspects in particular that must be combined in the worship of Allah. As Sa'di further stated, the spirit and actuality of worship is by the realization of love and submission to Allah. Complete love and full submission to Allah is the reality of worship. If the act of worship is missing both or one of those components, it is not truly a it is not tr- truly an act of worship. For the reality of worship is found in submission and yielding to Allah and that will only occur if there is complete and full love for Allah, which dominates all other expressions of love. From the above, it is clear that the belief in Allah as the only object of worship actually has a number of corresponding corollaries by which one must abide. In particular, there are a number of aspects of life that must be solely dedicated to Allah. Without an understanding of this fact, one has failed to grasp the reality of the statement. The reality of the statement, which is, there is none worthy of worship except Allah. A brief explanation of these aspects should make this concept clearer. First, all ritual acts of worship must be directed solely to Allah alone. Prayers, fasting, pilgrimage, alms, and so forth must be done solely with the intent of pleasing Allah and as acts of worship towards him alone. Thus, for example, if anyone prays to anyone other than Allah, he is actually violating the principles of worshiping no one other than Allah. In fact, the Prophet, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him stated, prayers are the essence of worship. Second, all ultimate authority in life rests with Allah. In other words, one must submit oneself only to the commands and revelation coming from Allah. He is the creator and he has the right to lay down legislation and laws for the guidance of humankind. The dominion of rule and judgment is for none but Allah. He has commanded that you worship none but him. That is the true straight religion. Chapter Yusuf, verse 40. Intentionally ignoring or arrogantly superseding the laws from Allah, means that one is not truly submitting to Allah and thus one is not taking Allah as the only object of worship and submission. In fact, <coughs> in fact Allah makes it clear that some of the previous uh, communities erred when it came to this very issue. Allah says they, the Jews and Christians, took their rabbis and their monks to, their, uh, to be their lords Uh, took their rabbis and their monks to be their lords besides Allah by obeying them in things which they made lawful or unlawful according to their own desires without being ordered by Allah. And they also took as their Lord Messiah, son of Mary, while they were commanded to worship none but but only one God. Uh, None has the right to be worshipped but he... Praise and glory be to him for far above is he from having the partners they associate with him Quran chapter 9 verse 31 third one's loves third one's loves loyalties likes and dislikes must be in accord with what Allah has revealed this aspect flows from the heart when the heart is truly filled with the belief in love of and adoration for Allah alone it is a fairly simple concept but it has far-reaching implications the completeness of faith requires that Allah is the most beloved thing in one's heart he is the beloved of soul when this fact permeates the human he begins to love what his beloved loves uh, dislike he begins to love what his beloved loves and dislike what his beloved dislikes although this is common place uh, with respect to the relations between humans this phenomenon is more intense and comprehensive when found in the relationship between a human and his Rabb, lord and cherisher and sustainer thus if allah is found to love something the devoted worshiper and servant also loves that thing conversely conversely if allah is found to detest something Although he has created it and put it in this world as a test for humans and made it available to them, the devoted worshipper and servant will also detest that thing. Of course, the key to all of this is in the revelation from God himself. If God states that he loves purity, sincerity, goodness and charity, for example, then these are beloved to the Muslim. If God demonstrates. Uh, Or states a dislike for idol worship, adultery, homosexuality, drinking alcohol, and so on, then the devoted believer immediately develops and has a dislike for all of these displeasing acts. All of this is part of this believing, all of this is part of his believing in Allah as the only object of worship and adoration. Although accepting Allah as the only object of worship is the essential aspect of true monotheism, it is a concept that is not always understood in its totality, nor applied in its proper manner. This is a real loss for humans because it is this aspect of monotheism that is the key to a real life, a life that is sound and proper. Ibn Taymiyyah wrote, You must know that a human's need for Allah, that he worship him and not associate any partner with him, is a need concerning which there is no comparison that one can make an analogy to. In some matters, it resembles the need of the body for food and a drink. However, there are many differences between the two. The reality of a human being is in his heart and soul. These cannot be prosperous except through their relation with Allah concerning whom there is no other God. Uh, There is, for example, no tranquility in this world except in his remembrance. Verily Verily man is heading toward his Lord and he shall meet him. He must definitely meet him. There is no true goodness for him except in meeting him. If the human experiences any pleasure or happiness other than in Allah, that joy and happiness will not endure. It will move from one nature to another or from one person to another. The person will enjoy it at one time or only some of the time. In fact, sometimes the thing he enjoys and gets pleasure from does not bring him pleasure or enjoyment. Sometimes it even hurts him when it comes to him, and he is even more harmed by that. But his God is definitely always with him under every circumstance and at all times. Wherever he is, he is with him by his knowledge and aid. If someone worships anything other than Allah, even if he loves it and attains some love in this uh, world and some form of pleasure from that... That false worship will destroy the person in a way greater than the harmful displeasure that comes to a person who took uh, poison. <clears throat> Again, it cannot be emphasized enough that the belief in only one creator and sustainer of the cosmos is not all there is to a proper belief in God. Again, it cannot be emphasized enough that the belief in only one creator and sustainer of the cosmos is not all there is to a proper belief in God. Throughout history, it has been the case that some people stopped at this clear premise and deemed that such uh, was all there was to the belief in God. Nothing could be further from the reality. That belief is definitely necessary, but it is not sufficient. That belief must be followed by with uh, must be followed up with the proper relations emotions of the heart and acts with respect to Allah it is by these acts that one truly takes the creator as his only God meaning his only object of extreme love adoration and submission in so doing he denies that anyone other than Allah deserves to be worshipped in any way then and only then he will be fulfilling what it truly means to believe in God, Allah. In sum, based on the preceding facts, one, the human should desire to worship Allah due to his greatness and perfection, and the fact that he is the only creator and sustainer. Two, Allah alone has these attributes just described, and hence he alone deserves to be worshiped. And three, the human should refrain from worshipping anything other than Allah in any shape or form. There is one final but important point that needs to be added at the end of these two sections. Since the signs since the signs for the true belief in God are so strong in human nature, in the physical surroundings, in the messages taught by the prophets throughout the ages, it is completely unacceptable to rationally and religiously to worship anyone other than God hence such associating of partners with God or uh, or refusal to worship God is a sin whose enormity and arrogance is so great that if one dies in such a state Allah will not forgive that sin Allah has, has clearly Allah Glorified be He has clearly stated Verily Allah forgives not that Partners should be set up with Him in worship But He forgives Except that anything else to whom He pleases And whoever sets up partners with Allah in worship He has indeed invented a tremendous sin Quran chapter 4 verse 84 You could also see uh, Chapter 4 verse, uh, verse 116 Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah.